TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 427, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom, and I'm Executive Director of Screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. And this is Greg, TV enthusiast from Waterlogged, St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for your rain. All right, let's start off with the news. Disney D23 event happened this weekend, and so they dropped a lot of news. I'm only going to deal with the TV news, not any, and the new TV news. If it's already been announced, we're not going to talk about it. So the first new thing is that Obi-Wan Kenobi new series starring uh, Ewan McGregor is a go. They said they have all the scripts. They just need to start shooting. Um, Miss Marvel is going into pre-production, which if anybody is aware of the, the comic Miss Marvel, it's very exciting. It's the first, um, so they're making a TV show. Yeah. 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 Not, not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Kamala Kamala Khan. Yeah. She is a Muslim Arab descent, uh, teenager. Yes. So that's exciting. Uh, she Hulk. Uh, is also a new series they're doing, which I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I want to love. I love Hulk. I like the idea of She-Hulk, but on a TV budget, I'm I'm little worried. Um, Moon Knight has been described to me as Marvel's kind of Batman sort of series, but he's like has multiple Boy, personalities. That's, that's a real oversimplification. <laughs> okay, well I know nothing about Moon Knight. Are you excited, uh, Tom? Since you know, are you excited about it? Uh, it could be interesting. That was one that people were hoping Netflix might get around to, but uh, we'll see. They say that they say that the tone will not be as dark as Daredevil or or Jessica Jones. Oh, of course, because it's Disney, which is annoying. Oh, it's Marvel Studios Disney. Uh, hopefully, it's allowed to be darker. Um, Ming Na Wen has joined the cast of The Mandalorian. Which I'm very excited about. She basically walked directly off Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and walked right onto the set of The Mandalorian. So I, I, I get the feeling she was working on that before. And she was just now allowed to announce it. Mm. So I'm not sure what episode she's going to show up. But she's awesome! Uh, Netflix has ordered Brew Brothers comedy to series from Greg and Jeff Schaefer. They're famous for other comedies that I blank on right now. Uh, Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford are both departing Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, wait. Uh, who's the other person? Courtney Ford. She plays... Uh, Laura Dark. Dark. I was thank you. Oh. And she's yeah. also Mrs. Brandon Routh. Yes. So oh, they were like, oh, we come uh, as a team uh, and we leave as a team. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, Ballers is to end at season five. On HBO. I almost said the wrong network. Uh, Tom, your news. Yes. CBS has canceled Instinct after two seasons. James Corden will continue to host the Late Late Show through 2022. Also for Disney+, Plus, Kat Dennings from the Thor movies and Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp 
have joined the cast of WandaVision. Uh, Disney Plus is going to reboot, or rather continue, Lizzie McGuire with Hilary Duff as the character turns 30. Love, Simon, based on the Fox 2000 film, has cast Michael Cimino as the lead. Nick Robinson from the feature film will narrate the series. A Muppets short-form series has been greenlit, and they also dropped the trailer for Lady and the Tramp, which will be their first feature feature film that will premiere on November the 12th. On uh, Disney+. Thompson, Plus? On Disney+. Plus. Okay. Tessa Thompson and Justin Theroux are voicing the title characters, and the cast includes Thomas Mann, Yvette Nicole Brown, Ken Jeong, F. Murray Abraham, and Sam Elliott. Okay. Oh, not to, not to mention Janelle Monet. And the controversial Siamese song is going to be reworked. Uh, HBO has ordered six, uh, has ordered a third season of Succession and also a comedy called Betty based on the film Skate Kitchen, the series. It's about uh, women in the mostly dominated skateboard world and four leads from the film are going to reprise their roles in the series. HBO Max has ordered Practical Magic prequel pilot Rules of Magic from Melissa Rosenberg, who created mm-hmm. Jessica Jones for Netflix. And they've ordered a couple of other high-profile pilots, but because Melissa Rosenberg is a pretty heavy hitter in Hollywood, uh, I thought that was uh, worth uh, mentioning. A good, a good bet. Okay. Um, they've also landed Steven Soderbergh's new film, Let Them All Talk, a comedy with Meryl Streep, Candace Bergen, Diane, Diane Weist, Lucas Hedges, and Gemma Chan. It's basically about a celebrated writer who goes on vacation with her friends. Secrets are revealed. Her nephew comes along and has a romance with literary agent Gemma Chan. NBC has ordered three more episodes of Good Girls for season three, bringing the total order to 16. Netflix has dropped the trailer for El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and they've ordered the animated Elvis action comedy Agent King. Uh, Stars has ordered Heels, a drama set in the world of independent pro wrestling starring Stephen Amell, who obviously does not want to be typecast as Arrow. <laughs> and finally, Sci-Fi has canceled Krypton and the Lobo spinoff that none of us uh, wanted will not happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That happened so long ago, I forgot that, that we didn't oh report God. that. Why they thought that that was going to make a spinoff, I have no idea. That show's not none strong enough all. on its own, let alone talking about a spinoff. That's crazy. Well, I don't know. I was, kind of, I was, I was really kind of enjoying Krypton. I'm sad that it's not going to get another year, but I definitely think we dodged a bullet with the Lobo series. Wow. All right. Well, let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, and we had. I don't think we talked about it last week, but uh, for me, I was a couple episodes behind, and I got caught up. And what I, the episode that really grabbed me was the one with Morgan. Um, in the shopping mall with, God, what is her name? I know the actress's name, and I'm blanking on her character's name. Grace? Yes. You know what I'm talking Grace, about, Allison? Yeah. The woman... Yeah, who, I do. Yeah. Um, the one who they, who they, who they discovered um, the, trying to, to... At the you plant, know, nuclear plant. Right. Yeah, right. She was from the nuclear plant. She was trying to get the uh, the the generator going again and all of that right and so her whole thing is she's feeling sick she doesn't know if it's radiation poison or not and she wants to figure it out so she's not living in this whole like uncertain fate sort of deal so he's like all right i'll help you but what was really good about the episode is how much time they spent together and how like they really got into morgan's character more than they normally do 
and I really like their bond. And then, of course, he freaks out at the end, and he's like, I've gone too close. Oh, no, must <laughs> run away. And I was like, no, Morgan, don't do it. So it was me yelling at the screen a lot. Uh, so what did you think, Allison? I really enjoyed the episode, and I, I think that they work well together. Uh, oh, yeah. Really, really well as as a, a you know couple, um, whether romantically or not, because I didn't really catch that vibe until like about three quarters through it and i thought are they starting to get in that direction and clearly they were because that's partly i think he he doesn't want to be that close to anyone generally but i think that there was that edge of something else and that's what freaked him out and made him well i think it creeped up on him i think i mean he has a good relationship with a lot of different women and it's never romantic Mm -hmm. at all but what creeped up on him is that he realized he was just smiling. Like, Morgan doesn't just stand around smiling. And he found himself thinking about them hanging out, and he was just grinning at the idea of the two of them just laughing together. And he was like, oh, my God. And he yeah. was like, I must leave. And I was like, <laughs> no. And she she obviously knew something was going on because she got far more upset than just like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with one of the other people on our team. See ya. You know, that should have been casual. But, I mean, both of them were crying at the end of it. And I was like, wow. All right. Um, And so I I want something to happen. Morgan's been mourning his wife since the pilot of (laughs) of The Walking Dead. I feel like he can move on at this point. Yeah, but you can understand why he's like that because uh, pretty much, I mean, he has lost so many people. Um, uh, you know, not just people he he, he loved part, were part of his family, like his wife and his son, but um, just just friends. I mean, it's a fact of of being in this world that you're going to lose people, and I think right. the idea of getting that close to someone and losing them is is just too much for him to tolerate because he's afraid if that happens then he'll go through that cycle again right where he just loses himself so That's i think true. you know there's a there's a reason why he he freaks out like that but the the whole episode i thought was just full of really really great stuff i i loved the conceit that brought them there that the guy who had been bitten but wanted to do one last good deed by directing other people to this treasure trove of stuff right um and and asking them to you know when you when you find me i'll be gone but you know please kill me and you know bury me under the stars yeah and uh so and and they they the guy who they found to to play the role you know was was a good choice because we we don't get much time with him but in the the short span that we've got you get this feeling that oh gee you know it's a shame he was bitten because he really would have been a good addition to the group exactly i I, I thought i Um, thought the same thing i was like oh he's sweet i like him yeah yeah i thought the same thing yeah so I, I I like that, and and all just, just the various little things that they had, like the bit with the toy truck, leading the the uh, the, the walkers away, um, was was a, an interesting thing to do, a cute thing to do. I mean, you knew it was going to go bad at some point, but I I loved like the little way that they had of of clearing the area. Um, and just the characters. I mean, it was just a, a, an episode where character characters were playing off yeah. each other. Yeah. And, uh, and I will and, have to say the one thing that Fear does better than The Walking Dead, which is they don't feel obligated to kill a main character at every mid-season finale, premiere, finale, whatever. 
Like, Walking Dead is like, well, we have to keep it exciting, so we have to kill somebody important at every break. It's like a rule. And what fear does is they're like, well, we might kill somebody. You're just not going to know when it's going to happen. Or we might not kill anybody. You don't know that either. And so they don't make it like it's it's on a schedule. And and so it's more about the character moments and, and getting to know these people and getting to care about them and to watch them through their journey. And if they kill somebody, great-ish, you know, depending on who they kill. <laughs> like, I'm really, really hoping for the brother and sister... Uh, to die like they they faked me out in the finale they made it look like the guy was gonna die and i was like come on (laughs) uh and you know i hate them so much i hate both of them with like a lot of passion um but everybody else i really genuinely care about so Mm -hmm. that's a that's a thing that walking dead hasn't done in a really long time there's it's been a really long time where i cared about everybody on that show so I give Fear a lot of points for that. Yeah, right. no, I agree. Well, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Righteous Gemstones. And this is a new comedy on HBO. And apparently I'm the only one who, who liked it. You're, you're using the word comedy really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have you, to usually say. Usually a comedy implies laughter. I did laugh. I, I did laughed. you laugh, Allison? I think I laughed about three times in the in the whole thing. The rest of it, I mean, there, there were like there were little moments where where I thought it was funny, but mostly I just found the characters to be extremely irritating and way too broadly drawn for me to get interested in. I'm, I'm Why not... on does Daddy McBride have naked pictures of somebody at at Warner Media? Because <laughs> this is his third HBO series. And I never watched Eastbound and Down because I heard it was terrible. Yeah, and I, I watched a couple episodes of Vice Principals and it was terrible. But well, this is terrible. It's <laughs> not funny. It's not funny. I like it's good It's not men. well observed. I it's like... just, who is your target audience? I don't know. But apparently, apparently I'm it because I liked Goodman. <laughs> I thought he was funny. Goodman's it's, always good. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you what I liked. And then the, the kids are all idiots. And you're watching, and I was just like, oh, these guys are so incompetent. And you're just, and, and it's like, he's like, well, we're going to use these kung fu grip things and take out the bad guy. And I was like, and they're all standing outside this dude's garage, like idiots in, in hockey masks. And I was like, you're all going to get killed. Cause then we see he has a shotgun and I was like, of course he has a shotgun. This is America. <laughs> you guys show up with little karate, little sticks that you're going to, what? Oh, that was so ridiculous, but still a little amusing. And I think the end of the episode played a lot better than the beginning. The setup was boring. I will say the setup for it was slow and you're just like, come on, where's this going? But then by the time you get to them attacking the guy in his garage like idiots, and then they go to do the handoff and then run over to two people who we still don't know who those guys were. Uh, just, I was just, just, I just thought to that rewind was... for people who don't know what we're talking about. It's about a family of evangelists. They're very, you know, very successful. We the and opening greedy. sequence of this. The, the opening sequence of the series is them doing a revival in, I guess it's supposed to be Korea or China. No, China. China. They're, China. They're, yeah, China. Yeah, they're, they're doing China. this big revival and they're in like some kind of pool, which uh, a giant pool, which has a wave machine that somebody turns on. So that was supposed to get us all guffawing. 
That wasn't good. Just, I, all I, th- I thought I don't think that was supposed to be funny necessarily. Oh, I, thought that I, was think, oh, I think it was supposed to be funny. I it was think supposed they to be it was funny. funny. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I just thought it was see, supposed to show what a disaster my, they were. Here's my problem with the show, uh, especially because it follows Succession. It it is basically <laughs> Succession, except it's for dummies. It's in it's succession in the Bible Belt for dummies. You 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 take success, you, the family in succession. You lop off about a hundred IQ points. You know, add the Bible, and you've you've got this group. It's got the the three children, two boys and a girl, who are constantly in competition with each other. Can't are resentful of each other. They they are trying to win the the love and attention of their dominating father. father. They're all. Uh, uh, you know, emotionally. What's funny is I watched the pilot for both of them the same night. I watched both Succession and that pilot back to back. Basically, it's the (laughs) same thing. The only trouble is, is Succession, the characters are smarter and I'm invested in what happens because they're interesting. They're, They're all horrible people, but they're interesting. I'm not finding the the gemstones to be interesting people. They're so broadly drawn. They're so cartoonishly well, let's, created let, that well, I, was I, gonna, I can't invest in them at all. I was going to say, well, let's use that segue to go on to succession since I think you guys are giving it a thumbs down. I'm giving it an eh. Thumbs I didn't, way down. I, I didn't <laughs> mind it, but let's move on to succession, which I watched the pilot last night, but you're on to season two, so... Sell me on season two. Why should I be watching Succession? Um, you know, I, it's really hard to do this without, like, spoiling stuff for you. Um, Don't the, worry they, about me because oh, you're, you're, you're dealing with the listeners. Okay. they've seen season um, one. I'm going to assume then that the listeners have already uh, been through season one. And it picks up uh, almost immediately afterward. You know, like there's 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 a, maybe a few days or a week or so after what what happened before and you you get uh the the aftermath of of all of this of the the plots that had been done against the the dad and his company and um how all of that and ended up falling out and now you've got the eldest son which uh, was the eldest I mean, there's a one that's in charge, but I thought that there's another one that looks well, actually, older than all that's of them. True. The, the very oldest one is Connor, but he's like from another marriage, and oh. he's, he's he's significantly older than than the other kids, and he tends to like be in his own little yeah. He likes to see know, the stars and, and, he, and, he, and, and, he, and he's an effing moron. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, he is, and he thinks he's going to be running for president. But, oh, you know, wow. being a moron apparently is not a, a mark against you for that role anymore. So uh, anyway, the, the eldest of the group that we follow generally is Kendall. And he tried to take over his his father's business. He tried to do a hostile takeover oh, sure. last year. And it was all undone by his own bad actions and his own weaknesses, really. And Which is we're why seeing... his dad said he wasn't ready. Well, but, you know, I mean, it's... It's like if he could just stop getting in his own way, he might have been, but he, he literally undermines himself. And the, what's left of him, he's like a dead man walking in season two. It's, he's like dead behind the eyes. It's, he's been hollowed out. And, and his other siblings are, are like taking advantage of that of by digging at him every time they can, especially his, his younger brother. And his his older sister now is being. Oh, by the way, the younger brother, 
I really, really despise him. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're supposed to Roman. Okay. But Kieran Culkin, first of all, is genius playing this role because he is so slimy. He pl- practically oozes onto the screen. And oh. I think he just relishes doing that. Um, but yeah, he's he's just appalling. Oh, he's, yeah. he's just a horrible character. But he's it. But, you know, it, that's what he's supposed to be. And I think he, he, he does well, a great he does job. It great because, man, in the pilot, man, that baseball game. Oh, <sighs> I was but like, what him. a jerk! So oh my god! Uh, he enjoys he enjoys hurting people and and anyone he can, and then he just laughs and says, "Oh, it's a joke," you know. No, um, he's that no. kind of a character. But the the daughter now seems to be the one who's being pushed forward, and uh, you know, to take to, to to be the one groomed to take over the business. But then you keep remembering that. You know, we're we're dealing with with um, Brian Cox's character Logan Roy, who is just a master manipulator, and so I'm I, I find myself wondering: is he really pushing her forward because he's also so misogynistic, or is he just using that as just to another motivate. means to motivate you know um, his his actual chosen kid, which is which Kendall. is Kendall. Yeah, and because I mean, right now it's it's like Kendall's just he's he's like a ghost. He's hardly there, and he's in the second episode uh, of the season. He's made to actually gut a company that was his idea for for uh, the their company to buy and take over. It was like his big genius idea. In fact, going back to the first episode, which you've seen, that's that's one of the things that he, he engineers, is the takeover of that company. Yes, and, but that and, company and guy then, doesn't like him, so, yeah. At all. No, but, and, but he's, but, he he make he he manages to to have uh their company um take over theirs and it's his baby and he is made to destroy it in the second episode and and you it, it just kills him all the more and he he just descends to an even more robotic level as he just does what he's told and uh, it's it's the whole thing is brilliant and and I want to say give another shout out to Matthew McFadden as Tom. Um, who's the uh, fiance? Well, he starts oh. out as the fiance, now married um, to Shiv. Uh, he's, and- what's great in the pilot, he's like, I'm a terrible person. And he goes, You cannot trust me. And he goes, ah, I'm just kidding. And I was like, He's Littlefinger. Like, that was uh-huh. like, I was like, That's exactly what Littlefinger said. I was like, He's totally Littlefinger. Don't trust him. He's yes. like, he's, he's Littlefinger, but not as smart. He oh. thinks he's smart, but he's not as smart. That's disappointing. He's well, but no, he's a, it's a genius character, and especially the the uh, matchup between him and cousin Greg is genius. Because well, I don't he, think cousin Greg's that bright. Like he seems no, well, really the, dumb. He comes off as dumb, but what you start to realize as the store as the show goes on is that there is he's smarter than people think he is. He's smarter than the audience thought he was. And it may be a kind of low cunning, but he knows how to protect himself. And you'll see that start to develop as the show goes on. Well, I just know that and, his excuses to his mom about why he got fired were some of the dumbest things I've ever heard come out oh, of someone's ab- mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's like, it sneaks up on you that, wait a minute, there's something else going on here. Well, we need, we need to move on. We need to move on. Sorry. Because I, I, so, I yeah, can get I'm in just, this... You know, word. If you haven't been watching it, definitely watch it. If and and 
it's a brilliant i think it's one of the most brilliant shows on tv all right next up we're gonna talk about the terror on amc which i didn't watch the first season because i really wasn't interested this season i'm actually interested and i keep saying i'm gonna watch it and then i forget to watch it so that's totally my fault i need to watch it um allison you watched it it mm-hmm. my idea was that it's at least my thought of what it was going to be about and tell me if i'm wrong is that it's the World War II concentration camp for the Japanese citizens, and but then there's some ghost or something that's like haunting the concentration camp and killing people. Is that correct or incorrect? Yeah, that's in in broad strokes. That's that's pretty much what's going on. Um, and you know, I've I've watched now two episodes of it, uh, and the first episode, I honestly wasn't that enchanted with it took forever I, I appreciate that they were trying to get us to know the characters but it just was so slow and it, it's like especially when you know where this is ultimately going it took forever to get there it wasn't until literally like the last less than 10 minutes of the show that they started moving to put them into the concentration camps and before that you've got all this setup and part of the setup actually is is introducing that there is this supernatural entity whether it's a ghost or some kind of demon spirit and it's haunting apparently one particular family but it's pretty scattershot as to who in amongst this community it's willing to attack and some of the people react to this being um, with recognition, they know what this is, and others have have not the slightest clue. And uh, it shows up in the guise of this uh, beautiful young woman, but you see that really that's not what's actually going on. And it can inhabit various people and get them to do things that are self-destructive. And that sounds all great and everything, except that in the context of of historically what's going on, the real terror for me is watching what human beings do to each other. And that is what they get into more in the second episode as they get fully into the, the uh, attack on Japanese Americans and forcing them out of their homes, selling off their, their goods, putting them in concentration camps um, and that is, for me, the real horror of the series and where it really shines is where where they get into the historical details of what's happening to these people, which I think is is pretty brilliant. And that is worth watching for. Every time they got into the supernatural stuff, I kind of like, it's like, yeah, well, that would be interesting in another show, I guess. But it, it just felt like it, it felt can't like it figure out what it's trying to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, we, you know, we had to make it supernatural because it's the terror. And so here's this. But really, the real story is the historical one. And the thing is, I mean, it sounds like I'm really down on this, but actually on the, in, in the second episode, I don't know if they'll sustain it because I'm only as far as episode two. But as far as episode two goes, that part of the story is is great. And I'm totally invested in it for that part of it. The supernatural stuff is just kind of there for me. Okay. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about why women kill on CBS All Access. Tom, take it away. It is from the Mark Cherry who created Desperate Housewives. And it is very desperate housewivesy. The the uh, thing that sets it apart is it's the same house across three decades. 
Uh, in the 50s, we have, um, why am I blanking on her name? She was in, um, oh, she was in oh, Big Love, and she was Snow White on uh, Once Upon a Time. I didn't watch either one of those. Oh, right? I know who you're talking about, and I can't yeah, remember Brunette. her name. She was brunette on Once yeah. Upon a Time as Snow White. She's got redhead in this show. And her husband is Sam Yeager, formerly of Parenthood. So he's an advertising guy. I think he's an advertising or marketing guy for some aerospace firm. Or he works for an aerospace firm in the 50s. And then he's having Jennifer a Goodwin? Jennifer Goodwin, thank you. Jennifer Goodwin is the is the what? Is the wife and her in the fifties? Uh, her husband is having an affair with a waitress, and her they, they move into they they move into a new neighborhood into this beautiful palatial house, and he's like, oh, my wife takes such good care of me. Of course, that's all he thinks of her job is to do. And her neighbor's husband uh, sees him kissing a waitress at a restaurant. And she overhears this in the supermarket and makes, you know, a display of soup cans falls over. And she says the neighbor apologizes. It's not true. And, of course, she checks it out. And it is true. So that plot line, at least in episode one, ends with her befriending the waitress (laughs) instead of confronting her. So um, and then second storyline is in the 80s. Lucy Liu is the wife and ultra rich because it's a beautiful um, you know, Pasadena mansion. The husband is Jack Davenport from uh, from, oh shoot, what was the Smash. He was the producer, the British producer in Smash and he's closeted and before this big cocktail party, somebody leaves her an envelope which has pictures of him with another man and so she finds it and she's unhappy, and she orders him upstairs and tells him, you know, I'm going to tell everybody that you're sick, and then you're going to, you know, you're going to move away, and then we're going to get divorced, and you're not going to embarrass me. And he tries he tries to OD on meds, so she's really mad, at him. <laughs> but um, she finds out one of her neighbors who hates her is the one who slipped her the photos, and then... One of the waiters at the party is the son of a good friend, and he's totally hot for her. And he's like, how old are you? It's like, 18 in two days. <laughs> as, much as, a, as much as committing felony would help soothe my nerves, I just, I can't go there. But of course, <laughs> you know, after he's 18, they're going to embark on an affair. And then in present day... Uh, a, a, a black female attorney, and I, I've never seen the actress before. Kirby but Reed Howell Scott, Baptiste. Yes, Kirby Howell Baptiste. She is married to Reed Scott from um, from Veep, and they have an open marriage. And her her bisexual lover ends up uh, her uh, an ex an ex comes over to her house and she doesn't feel safe so she ends up staying with them and Reed Scott when he takes a first look at her she's gorgeous and Alexandra Daddario plays her so obviously they're setting up this triangle with the three of them and both uh, Kirby Howe Batiste and Reed Scott are kind of slobs and he's a scre- he's a screenwriter in between jobs she's a high powered lawyer and then Alexandra Daddario loves to clean up and loves to cook, make fresh pancakes and fresh orange juice. So they're setting up this triangle. And then the husband pitches the wife on doing a threesome. And so the two of them, initially, she, uh, oh, Daddario and Scott have their fun. 
And then for the rest of the night, <laughs> Hal Baptiste and Daddario have their fun. So Reed Scott is like, oh, that's interesting. Well, well but, I guess I want the overall more than a synopsis. Like, what do you feel like? Are you going to keep watching this show? Like, should we watch um, it? I might check in. for. Here's the thing. It's Desperate Housewives, but with the hook of we've got three different stories in three different time periods instead of have three different houses. In the, and in presumably the someone's going to get killed. Oh, somebody. Uh, episode two starts with the neighbor and one of the neighbors was a kid for in the 50s. He was a young adult in the 80s and he's an old man in present day. And so after the third murder occurs, he just muses saying, you know, it's just how could you know? I just don't understand how people so in love could be, it could eventually end that relationship and murder. And his wife looks at him and says, "I can." <laughs> uh, so it's well done. I, I just, you know, I really like the cast. I just wish the premise was a little bit more original because it feels like, hey, Mark Cherry, you know how to do one thing well. Do that so. thing. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, it'll be up to you. CBS All Access for the five people that have it. <laughs> um, next up, we're going to talk about Another Life, which is on Netflix. So all of you have it. Okay, um, this is a this is a public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix may have sent you an an email saying Katie Sackoff returns to science fiction. Delete the email. Forget you ever saw it. No, no. Oh wait, wait, wait. The pilot was. I I think Greg is the descending view, but and Allison, I think we we're agreeing. That oh, yeah. pilot was a chore to get through. Oh, my God. Utterly predictable. But I, I love me some Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. But the supporting cast, the best actor in the supporting cast is Tyler Hecklin, formerly of Teen Wolf and sometimes Superman in in the Arrowverse. He's pretty. They Does get Katie rid of him get to sleep with him? First episode. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Katie I gets mean, to sleep with him? Beginning of the second. Beginning of the second, technically. Oh, well, um, I mean, well, they're both pretty. So, I mean, there's that. But, anyway. but it's just a oh, it's a bad storyline. Oh, it's like, oh, a, oh yeah, bad you know, writing, bad. Well, let, 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 hold on, let let Greg give his opinion, please. Go ahead, Greg. First episode, okay, it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna go to space. This is gonna be cool. And then you get to space, and like in the first episode, you have a you have a mutiny, you have a deposed mutiny, and the and you have the captain killing the first officer, like all in the first episode. So I was like, I'm in. I mean, you just don't see that in, in, in any other, you know, sci-fi series. So so I was basically in. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, um, as I look back on the time that I spent. <laughs> Sucka. As I look back on the time I spent, I, thought, I think Katie Sackhoff did a fantastic job. I think if they've got just gotten rid of everyone else in the show. <laughs> just, wow. All of their storylines stupid. actors. Yeah, all of their storylines were stupid, and they were acting like teenagers. Like, like the, her whole crew is like, "Oh, I'm on a air. I'm just going to open up my mask." Well, it was like, it was, it was I've ridiculous. never seen anything like it. it. Was I have no idea what the whole thought was? It was like it was like Spaceship Nine Hundred Two Hundred One. It was like it was. They have a, an entire crew made up of these like you know millennials, late, early twenty yeah. somethings, and. And there's like even if they had just done that and not said anything about it, it wouldn't have called attention. But then they actually stick in the dialogue that there's some obscure, stupid reason which defied any kind of logic why you only send like twenty somethings into space. 
And it's like, I wouldn't have even noticed that. I would have just figured, oh, it's a bunch of, uh, it's a spaceship full of pretty people. I would not have even cared. But then they call attention to it. And of course, it, the rest of the time, they're all acting like a bunch of mean girls in a high school. Yeah. Uh, that's dynamic. You're wondering how these people got to be professional burger flippers, much less astronauts. <laughs> Uh, and and I, the acting, these kids are so bad. They make uh, the CW people look like freaking Shakespearean co- train company. I it's mean, just they're so the, the 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 other the other decent actor on the show is Justin Chatwin, who um, his breakthrough role was Tom Cruise's lookalike son from War of the Worlds, the awful remake from the from the early oh, aughts. Yeah. But he plays the husband who's left on Earth with uh, the daughter, who, of course, is having you know, abandonment slash resentment issues because mommy left for space instead of staying here with me. But his plot line just, again, by the numbers, it's like, oh my gosh, how can you make all of this seem so boring? <laughs> all right, let's 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 move on, guys. We've uh, done this public service announcement, and so everyone is forewarned. Uh, let uh, the next thing we're gonna talk about is the boys. We're gonna talk about episode five and six, which is innocence and what was the other one? Let me look this anyway. up. The revival <laughs> episode. Yeah. What? Why do you call it the revival? Oh, it's the church one. That's yeah, why you call it the go revival. To, they go. They go to, a they go to church. Take us to church. So the the big church camp episode was we was crazy because Homelander. Gives the most terrifying speech ever. Good for the soul was the name of the episode. Yeah, that was they a go terrifying to, they go to, speech. They go to Believe Expo. Right. Yeah. And this is uh, Huey being undercover with Starlight as her boyfriend. Yet his job is to get close to the stretchy guy. I forgot his name. Ezekiel? Well, yeah, the, Ezekiel. Yeah. Is a stretchy Who dude. is skeevy. Oh, yes. Yeah. So his whole job is to blackmail him and to get him to tell them what the heck V compound is and get them some of it and stuff like that. And so that all pretty much works the way they expect it to, but the consequences of it is that uh, he gets uh, Huey gets Homelander's attention, which is bad. And mm-hmm. he also, Starlight thinks that he's just an opportunist, which technically he was. Um, but he kind of used her. He did well, use her, and she calls him on her. it. He told not, she not ca- kind of. Did. Yeah, he absolutely did. Yeah. And she calls him on it, and he has a good excuse, like a lie that he makes up. Well, it's the truth, but he mixes his truth with lies very well. Um, but the episode was pretty decent, I think, overall. Like, I mean, Homelander just became more terrifying to me in that episode more than anything else. When Starlight gives her testimony... Rather than give the safe, prepared remarks, she tells the truth that she right, was sexually assaulted. Right, yeah, that was by, good. Uh, she doesn't Indeed. name the party, but right. everybody pretty much knows. Well, her whole <laughs> thing is, is, you all know who who's doing this, so don't pretend. I don't need to name who it is. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, and then... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, uh, the Deep gets... Um, Sent off to Sandusky, Ohio. Well, that's the next episode. Because oh. the next episode is the reality show where he has to give his speech about how he he apologizes to all his fans and admits to his wrongdoing and says that he's going to go to counseling or whatever to do better. And it's and he can't even do the speech. Like 
because that's the reality show one where he's he's trying over and over again to to give a humble speech and he can't he just fails because he doesn't mean it and you know he doesn't mean it so but you're amused but I, I was highly amused by the fact that he got sent to nowhere Ohio sorry yeah. for people that live in Sandusky go ahead <laughs> yeah, so that has to mean with apologies too. Yeah. So that has to mean that the dolphin episode had to have happened during these two as well. Then. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yes. Oh, yes. God, the oh, heck? that was horrible. But it was I hated myself <laughs> for laughing. But oh my god, <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, so he's trying to save the dolphin and get it back, and then they're having this weird sexual conversation in the back <laughs> of the van, and he was like, I won't do that to your blowhole, like. What? Because you're only hearing one half of the conversation. Yeah. So it's just like, what is happening? And he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And you're just like, what? <laughs> and then, and then he gets the roadblock. He's like, I won't give you up. I'll do it. And it goes flying through the windshield. And then he runs it over. Like, come <laughs> on. What I love, though, is how they super slow-mo it when the, the dolphin goes sailing past him. Good and it's window. like, it gives him it gives him this look as he's sailing past. <laughs> oh, and man. And I, I lost it completely. I really oh, did. that was, it was so terrible, great. But it was so funny. <sighs> uh, was yeah, that was, that was probably... And I have to give this show credit where it does humor really well alongside the drama and the terror that it scares you know it scares you with the superheroes and stuff but man that when it does the comedy it's it's gold so uh and then the second episode was the reality show episode uh where you're just like kind of behind the scenes on everybody and that's when you get a little you get to know Maeve a little more um you see her dodging cameras behind the scenes talking to her ex-girlfriend and you you really get a sense of who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, your thoughts? She was once I, not as horrible as we see now. I, I like that um, she and Starlight are sort of kind of tenuously, maybe kind of forging a bond. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that she used to be somewhat innocent like Starlight and was corrupted right. by, uh, by the corporation. Homelander um, and the corporation, both together, yeah. And also we... Is this the episode where we get a little bit more of, of Billy's backstory? This is the one. No, this is when we they meet Mesmer and we get the backstory okay, of, the, of, the, of the female. So we find Mesmer, out her, her backstory. Mes, Mesmer is a washed up uh, psychic superhero played by washed up former child star <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. You don't have to call him washed up. <laughs> That's so mean. That is a little mean, man. Dude, you're the one who made the comment about him being... In that wasn't shape. me. That was Greg. No, that's me. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that was me. I was like, I was like, really? I mean, if they cast you, wouldn't you have worked out or gone? But that with- was the point. He's supposed to be washed up. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt bad for him, and uh, but up until he betrays them, he betrays them to get his fame back. He was aren't really you, willing. Aren't, aren't you getting ahead of yourself? Oh, sorry. Isn't that in the subsequent episode? That is in the next episode. Pardon. Spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but uh, we've all we've all finished the series, so it's hard to keep a lot of the facts straight. I have to say. Yes, but I'm enjoying discussing it over a longer period because we get to give each episode a little more discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does merit it. It definitely. Oh yeah, does. definitely. And I can't. I'm so excited that they're already shooting season two. 
I would hope that it would get it to us sooner, but that's probably not the case. You never know. Um, so is there anything else we want to discuss before we move on? I think that's it. I mean, I'm still loving the show. It's so great. They haven't had when, a bad when episode does, in the group. When does uh, Witch Majigger, when does Billy vis- visit his former, uh, the woman he used to work with? Oh, this episode. Yeah, yeah, Okay. He goes that's and talks impo- to the CIA the agent back- to make the deal. That's an important backstory. Yeah, yeah. Right. He goes to make the deal with her, and she agrees to all his terms except for Homelander. She won't give him Homelander, and so he's like, no deal. Which is stupid. I mean... Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about when he visited his former... the Not the CIA officer, but the, the, the woman out by the cabin that Huey goes with him. Oh! Well, that was the CIA officer, wasn't it? No, that was a, di- no, it was a different woman. That was the woman that recruited him originally. That right. was the woman that, like, right after... Okay. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, that's the next episode. That's the next one. Is that... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's the one that lost her family, because that's the whole argument. They were... When the, when he was recruiting them, they were like, we don't want it to be, like, Marjorie and her family again. And the whole deal was she recruited them, but then her family got killed as a consequence. Okay, sorry. That Yeah, that's episode seven and eight that she's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So... But yeah, it's it's good. All right, let's move on. Um, next up, we're going to talk about Krypton, the finale, which I and, stopped watching the show at about episode five or six this and season. And when when Libya says the finale, it is the series, series finale because you canceled. Yeah. You canceled. All right. <laughs> that was very personal. Yes. Seriously. Yes. I, I was I'm, I was not loving Krypton this season. I was. Allison, why don't you go first? Uh, well, I, I was enjoying the the series. I mean, you know, is was it the greatest thing on television? No, but I was I was having a good time watching it, and uh, it's it's kind of a shame that they decided not to go further. But I think that it was probably unless they got really good ratings, it was a fairly expensive show to to mount. So I guess that just didn't become worth it to them but uh they i mean which is kind of a shame because it ended you know that we we've got to the part where where uh wegthor the moon wegthor has been destroyed and uh they finally managed to at least temporarily depose general zod and Mm -hmm. uh you know all of this is happening and then they find that that doomsday managed to survive the explosion of Wegthor, he's like frozen in ice mm-hmm. and and all of this is going on and you know and now we've got nowhere to go so oh and it, it and, ended at a bad point and nissa vex is on another planet and she sees the omega symbol and we also catch up we catch sight of parademons yes so that would have been uh introduction to jack kirby's fourth world characters uh the head writer let slip that had they gotten a season three, the teaser would have been that uh, there's a little kid who's being, who had been, uh, there's little kids in the heartland and there's a bully involved and the, and one kid and his dad go to visit the other kid and the father and the, you know, they reach out the hand to shake it and the other kid incinerates him with heat vision. And then it turns out that Brainiac is the dad and says, very good, Jarrell. So they were going to continue with this altered timeline. Yeah. Which could have been cool, but... Had possibilities, oh, well. but we'll never see them. We'll never see it. Unsung <laughs> Krypton. 
Alright, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Glow. And we all finished Glow, right? Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. It was really good, but I will say that the uh, finale was weird to me because it didn't... It didn't feel big enough to be a season finale. In that, I didn't feel... I didn't feel anything about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, the episode before where her and Sam get into this argument and, you know, like, they look like they're going to get together, but then she screws it up and... I was so mad at Ruth. Oh, I was so mad. And so, like, that felt bigger to me than her breaking up her friendship with... uh, Betty? Yeah. Debbie, yeah. Debbie. I was just Sorry, Debbie. I was like, (laughs) meh. Like, I never felt that they were really great friends. Like from the well, moment that she with somebody's husband. Yeah, exactly. So for me, they didn't have this great, what's the, what's the bromance version for female sister rants. I don't know what it is. BFFs. Yeah. They didn't have that for me. So having them follow each other through the airport and yelling and making declarations and her getting on the plane anyway, I felt nothing. I was like, really? That's your season finale. All right. Well, my problem with that was that, you know, they've broken up everybody into different places. And you know that that all that's going to mean is that they're going to have to spend time dragging everybody everybody back back together together next season. So, yeah, that that kind of let me down. It's like previous finales, they would have, you know, something something bad would happen. But then at the very end, something good would happen that would, you know, leave you feel elevated for the next season. And really like, like last season, okay, the show was canceled, but they're going to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Vegas, baby Vegas. And, and now, okay. I mean, we've, we know that they're going to be starting uh, another, another uh, network series. They've got their own uh, thing to do, but, um, and so that's, that's promising, but somehow it just didn't have the kind of, Oh, yeah, that, that's exactly what. Yeah, that's exactly right. There, there was too much other stuff going on, and also it came at the same time that they spent all this time creating these new characters at the casino and having us care about them, and then at the very end, Not they you know, they're all gone. Yeah. yeah, they all they all get screwed royally um, when when Bash pulls his money. From right. Exactly, and that's the last we're ever going to see of them. And it's like, really. Uh, you made me care about these people's faith, and and now they're all just going to be out of work, and that's all we ever see. Well, no, uh, I think they're going to uh, no, 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 no. All those characters are going to go to the TV show. They just said they had to change their names, not they're, the casino ones. No, no, they're they're not the ones really. from the casino. Yeah, well, we don't know that many people from the casino other than well, Gina Davis. Gina Davis, the Gigolo. Yeah. Um, and and the uh, the the uh, female well, impersonator. Um, oh yeah, name, the, the, yeah, yeah, that's true. But the text oh, yeah. guy, the text guy, he, he screwed over Debbie, so I was like, screw him. So I, I didn't no, care. No, she screwed him over. Well, no, she screwed she him screwed over. Him. She does, but it's because she realizes he's using her as an ornament. He doesn't really yeah. care yeah. about her. And then once she figured that out, she just was like, decoration. Screw well, yeah. he doesn't see her as an equal. He sees her as a commodity. Right. Exactly. And, and then once she realized that, she was like, screw you then. I did think, well, we, we did get the... Um, Oh, the the, um, the the Indian girl, by Indian, not Native American, but India, India. Yeah. 
her relationship, her her, her relationship, her realizing that she is indeed a lesbian. She's not just experimenting. I thought that was a nice moment. And uh, where they do the when they do the benefit that Debbie produces, you know, the the fact that it's brought to that it's brought to an untimely close because of a hate crime by a hate crime that was. That was that good. Was, uh, That's what all that the was... episodes leading up to the finale were great. Like everything leading up to the finale was really, really good. Well, yeah. they, well, and they, they, they had some surprising uh, character development, especially Sheila, the she wolf character. Oh, oh Sheila! Oh, yeah. I, that was not, I did not expect them to ever take her character in that direction, and that and was I thought they did it great. The episode with Bash's mom, played by Elizabeth Perkins, whom I adore. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Greg, you and, had a and, Greg, Greg was trying to say something. Go ahead, Greg, real quick. Oh, no, sorry. I was just kind of wondering why they. I thought the storyline where Debbie was really trying to figure out, you know, the balance between her career and being a mom was really good. But then it was like, but then they brought her child to Vegas and they had like two episodes with a child. And then all of a sudden she just like, she walks out of the hotel room, the child's back in the hotel room, and we don't even see the child or like the rest <laughs> of the series. Like, where's the baby? I'm she's sure not she's a very good somebody... mom. We've well, already established that. Yeah, but did she leave him back <laughs> at the hotel? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> did she even have him at the airport? She didn't no, have him at the she, I, she no. did not. Uh, I'm sure she paid one of the girls to watch. One of the wrestlers to watch the kid. Right. <laughs> but she's funny. more into her career. Right. Well, and then we also find, like, at, at, uh, I guess her character's name was, her character's name Aztec Princess or something like Aztec Warrior or something like that. Um, Ooh, she, she apparently said that she's not coming back. You know, oh, I guess when, the, or, the, the, oh, the real wrestler. Oh, Machu Picchu. Yeah. Yes. And, and so it's like, so are we losing characters next season? I'm no, not... I think we're going to get, it's all about, we're going to get everybody back together. Let's get the band back together. I think they're going to contrive to get them back. Um, I did think that the, uh, the thing with, the storyline with Bash was interesting that even though he has, he's he's evidently still sexually confused, but him making a commitment to his wife and did you see the look on her face when he said kids? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh... Wait a minute. Well, I think she also realizes that they have to work on themselves and his solution is to just have kids is a terrible idea. So I think that was more her concern. But yeah, I, I, Bash and the wife is a terrible pairing because Bash is not really interested in women. Like, that's no, not his thing. It's going to eventually, you know, this is going to end very badly between the right. two of them because he's just running away from himself is right. what he's doing. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, I'd say overall, the season was great. I just think the finale kind of fell on its face. But they, they didn't quite stick the landing. Correct. But I've no. seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, but the rest I, of the episodes think, were fantastic, think, like, though. It, I don't think like it completely destroyed the show or anything no, like no, no, that. No, no, no. But yeah, it fumbled a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. having Sam at the airport would have been would have been a nice touch. Have Say what? Um, oh wait, what's his name? Um, Ruth Sam. Are you talking about Sam? Sam? Yeah, Sam. Having Sam at the airport and having some sort of well, they were uh, trying to go for the girls having the standard airport fight that they have in all the romantic comedies. That's what they were going for. So Sam being there wouldn't have worked. Uh, so I get what they were trying to do. It just didn't work for me. Um, but anyway, let's let's move on. Again, uh, yeah, because I agree with you. I was more invested in Ruth and Sam than I was 
what they in, did in the finale. In right? Ruth and Debbie. Right, yeah. correct. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys. And this was a, we're going to talk about two episodes. We have both of them are at this prison ship. They have doubled down on the prison, yes. It yes. was triple down, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah they've done three episodes. But I <laughs> three will say the pr- that at the please. end of this, it's, oh, it's, it's sort of over. Like, the prison is taken over. Over it's now, it's now under their control. They're going to use it to go to Westerly and fight the lady. But I have to say, that moment where Klein thought that Yala was dead. Oh, oh poor Klein. Never thought I'd feel sorry for Klein. I love Klein. He's my heart. He's my heart. <laughs> You've always had a crush on him. I have. I've, oh, I, that's not a wrong statement. I've had a crush on Klein for quite a while. Well, he's Libya, adorable, but Libya he was a villain for a long time. For Klein. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I felt so bad for him. So all you people who thought he's just using her and he doesn't really care about her, man, those are some serious big crocodile tears happening at the end. No, I think that's the only thing he cares about. Yeah, really. I know. Do, do we do we really need to talk about uh, two episodes ago? Because I'm I'm just like, come on, we still in jail? Oh my gosh! Seriously, <laughs> seriously. It was the cross and the double Get cross us. and then the triple yeah, cross. cross. Double cross. For me, the moment of the episode was when. Uh, it was when uh, uh, Dav rescues Johnny and, and they, they get a big reunited hug and then they stop themselves. <laughs> well, I'm Don't glad... you know what it's like to want to kill your sibling? Well, yeah, but like I was mind controlled. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like that they finally resolve the whole Johnny and Dutch ro- weird romance thing because I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I like that Johnny was like, romance. yeah, Johnny was like, no, I don't love you that way. It was just this, when I realized this. And I was like, oh, see what happens when you talk to each other, people? Um, <laughs> but so. if you talk to people, you can't resolve stuff. <laughs> or you can resolve stuff. Yes. Yeah. There's no drama there. Yeah, I, so, thought that was, I thought that was a very clever way to resolve that. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was cool, too. And How do like, we feel about Nusi? Uh, Lucy's oh, okay. I mean, I was never a fan necessarily of Lucy, so I feel about the same for Lucy. So that's that's not a big deal for me. I was never like love with the AI. What broke my heart though was on Westerly with uh, oh god, what's his name? The the two guys. Oh, uh, pre pre and his husband his boyfriend. Well, no, husband. they got married. Are they married? I don't... Oh, they, they got did. married, well, they were married before season. their minds got wiped. Yeah, before but, their minds that's got wiped. Right. That's right. Where they so, got brainwashed, literally. And then, I mean, they both have their memories back, and his husband still betrayed him. Like, because uh, he's like, because you lied to me. And I was like, no, just because your husband lies to you does not mean you want him chased down by a goon squad. Like, mm-hmm. the, those two things are not equal. And so that broke my heart a little bit. I was very sad. I do uh, like what's going on with uh, Dellen and Neela and their, uh, their, their son. <laughs> They're like, you need to turn away. We're about to have sexual relations. <laughs> it's like, Mom, which one? I'm still a little on the fence with the Neela, but I do like Adele. Yes. Oh, Adele. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's mainly, it's poor, mainly poor the problem Jack's is... having to watch all that. Oh, I felt <laughs> bad. Like, he needs therapy. I'm a yeah. kid. Yeah, he needs therapy. But I I think my same problem I have with Anil I've always had, which is the actress is great, but her whatever accent she's trying to do is not working. 
I don't know what accent that's supposed to be, but it's not it. It's like bad Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, it's like a, what? Yeah, it's like a, I'm going to go high-pitched, childlike sound. Yeah, it's just. She is supposed to be crazy, so. Yeah, and and I have to give her credit. She's doubling down on it. She fully commits to whatever that accent is, but it just (laughs) doesn't work. And so that throws me off for her character. All right. But, um, yeah, apparently, because uh, how many how many episodes do we have left? This is the last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, four more, I believe. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, so this I guess we're gonna the last four on a freaking prison ship. Well, no. Well, I that's now they've not. turned that ship into a fighting vessel. So now we're gonna, we're going to Westerly. So yay! Oh, and it's, oh yeah, and it's got a cloaking device. Hmm. Well, the other thing I'm gonna say <laughs> is the lady should actually be concerned that now that Klein has no motivation. Like, yep. he's got nothing to live for. She should be afraid. Because Klein going, oh, I got nothing to live for now. Let me blow up the lady. Like, I feel like that's going to be his next move. Because before he was all about let me rescue Yala. But now he's he doesn't have that. She should be terrified of him. Wait, well, you know what? I was just thinking about that. Well, maybe you can answer a question. I, I thought the green was destroyed, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if the green is destroyed, then how is Anila still hauling? I don't know. They did not explain that. That's why everybody was like, how are you still hauling? Like, that, they literally said that in the show. So I, I would know. gather they're going to address it because they did make it a thing. Yes. Because the script says so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping that we all end in a very good, happy place. They've already set up Johnny's happy ending. Which uh, makes me think they might kill him. Uh, no, they're not going to kill. They're going to kill Klein again. I already see that coming, <laughs> and I'm already ready for my heartbreak. Um, but yeah, Klein's not going to make it, and nah. and pre- not well. Some people are going to die. We all know that. Let's see who manages to survive. But I think the main three are going to be okay. That's my prediction. Knockwood. All right. I think most of them. This is this is not the kind of show that does nihilism. Yeah, you know, I think gonna, most most I of think the cast. I think Cree and his husband are going to be fine. Yeah, I think uh, even Fancy might survive. Mm-hmm. Ah, Fancy was Fancy was funny. <laughs> He's like, well, did you have to mess with my brain? And they were like experiments. All I'm right. a doctor. I must be a doctor. I feel smart. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us at thepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Wheatonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.